0: State Champs Nation, Lauren Plant here. Before we get to this podcast, I just wanted to bring you a quick programming note. The State Champs Sports Network is expanding our podcast programming. In order to make it easier for you to listen to the podcasts you want to listen to, we wanted to break them all out. You can find each of our podcasts on your favorite podcast platform, from Apple and Google Podcasts to Spotify and so many more. If you're a State Champs superfan, you want to listen to them all, you don't have to to change a thing, we'll still be posting everything in this feed. Now, on with the podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of State Champs Michigan's Extra Point. This is the high school football podcast. Where we kind of talk about what took place this past weekend. And it seems like every weekend we're not quite sure uh, what we're walking into, but it sure is fun to talk about it on the other side. I am Lauren Plant, joined by Scott
1: Bernstein and Matt Mowry. Uh, First off, how are you, gentlemen? Good. Nice day out. Good. Football football, fall. You know, we got the Lions, we got Michigan and Michigan State coming up. Yeah, we got the the preps. So, you know, we didn't know if any of this would be happening four or five months ago. So I'm just, I'm very grateful. Yes, absolutely. This is true. I don't know if it's actually. I don't know if it's good that we have the lions. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That is uh,
0: well said. No question about it. Uh, we are here. It is happening, uh, and uh, so our sponsors. Really appreciate, of course, Lawrence Technological University. They are on a quest. They are adamant that over the next couple of years, they want as many as four hundred new scholar athletes here on campus so what you can do is recruit yourself go to ltuathletics.com select any of the sports that you think you can play at the next level uh, which you think you can be a college athlete. Just recruit yourself uh, on that particular team. Again, 26 NAIA-level sports here at Lawrence Tech. Uh, they want to hear from you, so go there. And uh, they've got scholarship money. There's academic money. There's all kinds of things uh, that you can do to uh, make your college experience awesome. And not only that, you get a great education here. It's unbelievable. Small class sizes and some of the best degrees that uh, are the most sought after when it comes to employment afterwards. So check it out, L2 Athletics. Dot com If you want to check out about the school in general, ltu.edu. Also, Hungry Howie's Pizza, uh, against uh, sponsoring the state champs Mr. Football and state champs Anvil Award this year. Uh, it's October now, so it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So you have uh, may have seen the Hungry Howie's commercials already. They've got the pink boxes. Uh, they put a lot of money and, uh, and time and effort into supporting the fight against breast cancer all throughout the month of October. Uh, so we join them and celebrate that fight. And, uh, again, it's not just COVID that everybody's dealing with. There's a lot of other things that uh, affect families. And, um, of course, uh, you know, it's a great thing that's being done all over the nation in terms of the NFL and and Hungry Howie's just one sponsor that wants to recognize that. So, gentlemen, what I'm going to do first off is I'm going to read the games that uh, state champs covered Uh, Over this uh, past weekend, I'll read the scores. I'll read all of them. And then uh, I know some of these you guys want to comment about and talk about. And uh, perhaps you were also at uh, some of these games. So uh, let me read those. These are the games that you can check uh, as far as highlights go on State Champs Michigan, our social media website, you name it. Frazier went to Sterling Heights and won 22 14. Livonia Churchill and Livonia Franklin got together, had a shootout. It was Churchill winning 47 36. Celine put, a, put up 48 points on Monroe. They win that one in Monroe 48 21. West Bloomfield and Clarkston needed overtime in order to decide that one. And it was West Bloomfield missing a kick to tie it to send it to a double overtime. Clarkston wins 24-21. New Lothrop all over Montrose uh, this weekend, 44-15. to Redford Union blanked Redford Thurston at home, 52 to nothing. It was Rochester 3-0 for the first time since 1993, beating Bloomfield Hills at home, 42-20. to Grand Rapids Catholic Central at home to take on Cedar Springs. They win 42-28. Zeeland West, Zeeland East, the Battle of uh, uh, the uh, Same Campus. Uh, as far as schools go, there's Elam West wins 34-14. Granville beats Hudsonville on the road, 21-17. Byron Center takes care of Forest Hill Central at home, 35-14. Marquette blanks Kingsford, 10-0. Uh, Lance loses at Nagani, 29-6. It was Charlevoix beating Boyne City on the road, 28-20. Traverse City uh, Catholic Central beat Cadillac on the road, 41-17. Kingsley over St. Francis, 36 36- 23 and our Saturday special, which was our streaming game, second week in a row. Brother Rice at Wisner Stadium brought in Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Both teams were one and uh, uh, one and two going in, or two and one. Going one, and one. And one. one and one. I'm sorry, oh. one and one going in. Got my weeks. We got to Ohio and Indiana. So many different weeks. Uh, it was Brother Rice on a last-second kick, making his first appearance.
1: Uh, what a story. Can, yeah. we, can we start Is Yes, we're going
0: to start there. Yes. So Good. Brother Rice 1107. Those are the games you can
1: find on State Champs Michigan. Scott, please. Yeah, so Connor Kalka uh, <laughs> I went up to him after the game. He hit the game winning field goal 31 yards and I said, uh, how long have you been on varsity? He said about 2 hours. <laughs> so <laughs> exactly. I, I didn't know I didn't know the backstory to this. So he was a third string kicker to start the season uh, because of injury issues both of their uh you know, number one and number two kickers are, are on the shelf. And he got the call and uh, didn't blank. man. Stepped up to the occasion and... Uh, just trickled right. over the Doesn't matter. Still again. counts. Yes, yes. Um, just really impressed from what I'm seeing from Brother Rice this year. Coach K is such a tactician. He's such a motivator. Um, when you think about, and this is all due respect to, to the Rice teams of the last couple years, but when you think about the, the talent drop in... Not in terms of heart or in terms of great high school football players, but in terms of college level talent that they had during the Farkas era, um, and now it's just not there. But these kids are such, uh, are so committed. They're so hard nosed. Uh, they, they, they have a passion for the game of football, dedicated, focused, and every year you're just you know, they're they're maxing out and. Uh, and and they, they were missing several starters yeah, again. Missing seven starters, I yeah, think, for the second yeah. week in a row. Yep. Still staying competitive in the Catholic League Central. Um, Jake Coulter is a, is a revelation at quarterback. Uh, a kid that didn't even have a firm grasp on the job in the uh, off season was fighting it out with two other kids. Um, one of those kids, Ryan Brown, ended up transferring out to uh, Florida when, when when the season was uh, you know when, when the season got canceled or postponed uh Jake Holder has, has taken control of that job and uh, his, within 3 weeks I, I think he's he's positioning himself to be up there with the true great brother rice quarterbacks uh, of the last 40 50 years i mean that and that's a a rich lineage yeah um he's looked outstanding even in the loss against uh Catholic Central he looked great through for 265 first uh, week of the season Uh, looked great, some big-time plays uh, in the clutch. You know, on Saturday against Brother Rice, threw for 320. Uh, First time a a Brother Rice signal caller has gone over the 300-yard mark since Alex Malzone, the human highlight zone, uh, back from the the three-peat era. So, you know, I I talked to him after the game, and uh, he said, you know, the first thing people say when they talk about me is that I'm a Kentucky baseball commit. Right? He's like, you know what, I'm an athlete. And I'm not a baseball player playing football. When I'm on the football field, I'm a football player playing football. And uh, he takes a lot of pride in that. And just just looks so dialed in. Um, he's six six. You know, he's got to put a little weight on. But you know, I said right. this last week. I mean, I think this is this is a Division one college quarterback. Now going to play baseball, at Kentucky is pretty elite. So we'll see what happens in the next year or two. But this is this is a kid that I did not see. Uh, reaching this level of quarterback play. And I consider myself the last couple of years really have focused a lot of my recruiting attention on quarterbacks. And uh, he flew under my radar. I, yeah. I knew the kid, I knew he had the tools. I saw him last year as a backup. He started, I think w- at least one game last year in, in a, a reserve role when, when the quarterback, uh, when uh, Piscopin got injured. But uh, this year, they're, they're riding him, man. Him and, yeah. and he's got two really, really, really good receivers in, in uh, Cole Lacanaria and Rocco Milia. And uh, they got Steve Deutsch, the uh, former head coach at Avondale, running that offense. Yep. And I think they're a ticking time bomb. They only have scored, I think, uh, combined 22 points the last two weeks. But I can see this offense uh, you know, scoring 22 points in, in, in just you know a quarter or a half. In, in in the uh you know what what we have left of the season and the interesting thing is uh, orchard lake
0: who you know coach poor told me before the game specifically like we win when we run the ball yeah. and we're going to run the ball they kind of got away from that towards the end of the game which was interesting considering it was a 7-7 tie and they were having fairly uh good success uh, with running the ball, and uh, but you know it is what it is, and I know Matt, you were paying attention to uh, a couple of games, you know, at the same time. You watched a little bit of the Catholic Central Warren De La Salle uh, matchup where CC won that one 14-10. The Catholic League's kind of hard to figure out right now.
2: Yeah, CC's the only unbeaten team, and obviously St. Mary's and De La Salle both started out strong, but they're both one and two now, and. Rice, it seems like every game with them comes down to the very last couple of minutes. I mean, they had the first one that was settled on the Rockomelia picking up the, the botched snap and running it in for a two-point conversion. And then this week, you know, comes down to the last second kick. And those kinds of things, when you survive them in the regular season, especially, like we said, with them, you know, kind of being a little shorthanded and being able to still kind of stay afloat with that those just make you better in the long run, and and yeah, that's gonna that's gonna pay off when you're when you're already winning playoff style games in the regular season. I mean, we always say that about the Catholic League Central, just because it's so tough. Weekend and whoops, score games repeatedly. And what can you say about Rocco Milla? I mean, he just makes plays everywhere he is defense, special teams, offense. He's a stud.
1: I'm gonna talk about passing the eye test. I know this kid right now only has Division One, Double A offers, but it's like, uh, if you're a coach in the MAC, like well, what are you waiting for, man? Yeah. I mean, this kid is a total playmaker. I mean, yeah, 24 karat magic. Uh, whether catching the ball, he had a uh, the the big catch to put them into field goal range. Had the interception, and they had the interception yeah. to to take away what looked to be a, a St. Yes. Mary's scoring drive. You yes. picked it in the picked in the in the end zone a high point of the ball and, yep. and beat the receiver uh, for, for the interception. And he's a leader. And that was right after he got chewed out from his
0: yeah. coaches on some missing, some assignment on the play before, and they were just ripping into him. And then here you go,
1: coach. Yeah. He's a leader and, and just, you know, uh, ice in his veins. Yeah. And it just, it, he, and he makes it look effortless. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, we've got spots for Rocco Amelia and
0: Cole area here on the uh, Lawrence Technological University uh, roster. So, uh, Gentlemen, you can just come on right over here and uh, play with the Blue Devils. We we welcome you with open arms. Uh, another game that uh, uh, I I know you went to in person, Clarkston West Bloomfield. I I was wa- uh, following along uh, on the uh, on the Fox Sports Detroit. Uh, coverage of the event, and uh, again, another a little bit of a head scratcher as far as uh, what West Bloomfield was was trying to do there. Uh, I definitely uh, see the depth that they have because they definitely had guys. I
1: hadn't even like you were saying before. I hadn't even really. Heard they were running a kid, I think his name is yeah. Malik Mathias, and I had never heard of him before. Yeah, And I know these rosters like the back of my head. Yeah, hand. right, right. And, and, and he was getting and,
0: the bulk of the carries. And certainly they were there at the end, but in the end they it, fall short, and we just saw, again, a lack of Donovan Edwards.
1: Yeah, they were up 21-7, and then Clarkston uh, you know, came back with ferocity. Yeah, um, they're running back, Clark. Yeah, even Ethan, Ethan Clark Wonderful. is a sophomore to know, uh, You know, a kid that you know has a license to thrill. Um, just runs really hard and, and looks a lot like those Erickson boys from from those state championship teams from a, a couple years back. Uh, Mike DePillo, their their quarterback is um, is you know I think he's a diamond in the rough. You know six five, great drop back passer, but you know because they lost their number one receiver Justin Buckman, who again when the season was up in the air, he didn't know what was going on, so he transferred out to Tennessee. So I think they're just kind of still kind of figuring out the passing game without Buckman. Logan Forbes has stepped up and has played really well as the number one receiver in his place. But, you know, they're just grinding it out. They're winning it in the trenches uh, with, with Rocco and Garrett, uh, you know, Spindler and Dellinger. Just, you know, these kids have such a motor and such a, 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 a ferocity to, to the way they play. Um, I'm <laughs> – it's like, you know, it's, it's a minute left in the game and they're playing with the, with the same level of intensity and at the same uh, speed as they were on the first snap of the game. Uh, they seem to get stronger as, as the game goes on and to play both sides of the ball like that and have such, um, you know, other teams focusing on you to, to stop you, double teams and whatnot. Uh, they're just, uh, you know, overcoming the odds and showing why they're why they're all Americans. But let's just throw this on the table for a second. You talked about Donovan Edwards. You know, some people call him the best running back in America. Some people have him you know, number two or three. Either way, bona fide blue chipper. Uh, you know, kind of a, a generational type player in terms of a tailback here in Michigan. And I understand Ronnie Bellamy. You know, he 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 wasn't, you know, he wasn't trying to play it close to the vest. I mean, he was telling people in the offseason, we're only going to you know, give Donovan a limited amount of carries. I only want him to touch the ball ten times a game. And I understand, you know, you're looking out for this kid's future. You you want to keep the, you know, limit the tread on the tires when he gets to college. But, I, you know, I love Ronnie. I, I just think you might be overthinking this a little bit. You know, we didn't, he didn't have a, a carry until I think the last minute of the, of the first quarter. Uh, five Five carries, six receptions against um, Clarkston. I mean, it's just. just He had one called back on a penalty. He had a touchdown. touchdown, His first touch. And and I I swear, I've seen this 10 times in the last three years. First touch of the game, he goes for a home run, you know, 80 yards and a touchdown. And I got called back on a hold. But I I just think you, you need to, you know, take the kid gloves, take the kid gloves off. It's his senior year um if you're playing a team that you're going to beat by three or four touchdowns i get limiting him but against clarkson let's see him get 20 touches let's, let's you know you're 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 kind of cutting yourself off at the knees and undermining your own effort to to be the best team you can be uh when you're when you're not you know unloading the clip if you will
0: yeah i wonder if since we're in a scenario mat that Everyone makes the playoffs, so it's not like they're they're playing for their lives in that respect. Uh, and maybe when we get into the playoffs, we will see certainly more of him when it's do or die, carry the load. Uh, but it is interesting because uh, you would think, I would think in a game such as the magnitude of Clarkston, a game that you want to uh, prove and kind of, you know, have those guys feel good about themselves when they come off the field. They just beat uh, a really good uh, division rival. Uh, instead, and maybe you walk away with more questions than you, ha- you have answers. What are your thoughts?
2: Well, and that, that ended up being kind of the game plan that West Bloomfield had a little bit in the regional finals against Belleville last year. They got up early with him running the ball and then Belleville came storming back and took a, what two, two touchdown, three touchdown lead. Um, and, After that, he was more involved in the passing game as a receiver than he was running the ball because it was more effective, frankly. And it ended up being the thing that almost brought them all the way back in that game. He ended up having... I think five or six catches in the second half. And I think he scored a touchdown on one of them. It's, it's something that you're almost showcasing that portion of his game. But yeah, like Scott said, it's, it's, it's almost frustrating because you know, that if you give him those 15, 20 touches that, that, Ron has said that he basically is not, is probably not going to do that. He probably has a hundred and you know, 10 yards or whatever, just because he's so big and so strong, he can wear people down. And you're right. It seems like every time the first touch of the game, he's gone. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's, you know, there's so much talent in there that, that we're just not seeing right now. And, and, for As Scott said, for perfectly understandable reasons, it's it's totally commendable what, what Ron has said he's going to do with him. But, uh, yeah, you you kind of want him to be that guy that you know he can be and just, you know, take over a game.
1: He's riveting. It's almost like, you know, you, you got a, a Martin Scorsese movie and you only see Robert De Niro in like two scenes. Right. It's like, no, no, I want Robert De Niro in every scene. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's a, a great analogy. I don't know if the kids will understand that one, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> Look Yeah, Look
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is kind of the opportunity now before we take our first break. Um, you know, games across the state. Any other thing this weekend that really uh, stood out to you, Matt?
2: just what we already talked about a little bit that the chsl is just you know packed in tight mac red is really like that and we kind of expected that too we just weren't sure how it was going to shake out if anybody would break away from the pack, and no one has i mean rose point south came into the league from the white having won that a couple years in a row they lost to dakota dakota lost to stevenson stevenson lost to chip valley chip valley lost to dakota so it's i mean it's just this no one's no one's unbeaten at this point in the league and it's You know, it's not it's going to just keep going that way for the the rest of the way until somebody just kind of edges away. But all of those, you know, like you said, all of these teams are going to make the playoffs and they're all going to be roughly in the same, you know, general district and region so they're going to have to play each other again so it's just it's almost like this is the prelude to you know the 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 big show in the playoffs one one that I thought was interesting that we mentioned last week as as one of the big games on the west side of the state uh, Grand Rapids CC we know what a great offense they have and how, all the weapons that they have didn't have a whole lot of time on the field against Cedar Springs sounded like Cedar Springs really wanted to kind of take the air out of the ball Grand Rapids CC only ran 24 offensive plays all game long. But Joey Silveri was 7 for 8 for 184 yards and four touchdowns. Had Joey nine carries for, Yeah, exactly. 114 <laughs> yards on the ground, one TD. They scored on every possession. So it was like, okay, you only want to give us, you know, five possessions? Okay, we'll take those and we'll, you know, we'll run with it. Another one that I thought was interesting was all the teams that get stuck in this, oh my gosh, it's two days from game time and my opponent just canceled. I mean, Lake Orion and U of D Jesuit hooked up right last and at Thursday, they decided, okay, well, we both have an opening. Gladwin had been sitting there with a couple for a couple of days when Shepard ended up having to close it down because of an outbreak of strep throat. They hooked up with Dexter. I mean, this—the nice thing is, these are teams that probably would never play, and we're getting almost that feel of the non-conference. Kind of games that you schedule for week one and week two that we missed out on this year, where you get some of these intersectional ones. Because I honestly was interested to see how Gladwin would do against a team like Dexter and won the game. Chelsea and Schoolcraft, you wouldn't think that those are two that are going to hook up. They ended up, uh, I believe, on, on Wednesday figuring that out. Chelsea's in D3 and Schoolcraft's in D7. And it, from what everything has sounded like, you know, Schoolcraft gave it a, a game. You know, and and Alex Toll, you know, threw for a bunch of yards, and, and they put up as much points, but they just really couldn't stop Joe Taylor, the All stater for for Chelsea, who had four catches for 172 yards and two scores. Let me just uh, go ahead
1: make two points before we move on. Yep. Well, uh, oh, one question actually, in terms of uh, the Catholic League right now, um, <laughs> I'm definitely not a mathematician, <laughs> but uh, by my calculations, doesn't it? Uh, has Catholic Central sewed up the title? Because even if they lose to Orchard Lake next week, they're 2-1, Rice is 2-1, and, and they beat Rice. Right. And we're not going to have a prep bowl this year. They changed the format. We're now uh, Catholic Central team. The winner of Catholic Central plays winner of the AA division. Really? Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. I wasn't aware of that because
1: yeah. I, I was talking to Porritt
0: uh, before the game Saturday, and he's like, well, you know, the the prep bowl still trying to get worked out of uh, who, you know, we'll what, ca- who will play. He said, one and two will play. The third place team gets uh, Detroit Country Day. In, in week six. Okay, well Calcaterra,
1: that, who's the A D yeah. at Rice, told me that they changed the format okay. and that there's not well, there might be a quote unquote prep bowl, right? But the prep bowl won't be the, the top two teams in the Catholic Central playing each other. Interesting. It will be the top team in the Catholic Central playing against the top team from the I don't know if it's called AA yeah, it? double A or intersectional <clears throat> Yeah, double A. Double A. Yeah, there's double so A. I, I think so. based on that that Loyola Loyola's three and O or two and O in the in the double A so right let's now three and O they play Loyola. Yeah. So, I think based on that, Catholic Central has won the Catholic League Central. So, I don't know. Don't, again, I'm not a an mathematician. And I'm, yeah. I'm not well, yeah, because
0: I think Rice does not have any more Catholic League right. games. Right, well, they're 2 and 1. Yeah. And sure. Catholic Central is 2 0. Oh. Yeah, they in the, played in everybody. League play, yeah. in, league play. in league play. Yeah, they've played everybody. So. Uh, and, the, and then
1: head to head, you know, we saw season I think beat Orchard
0: Rice. Lake and De La Salle are next week. No, or Orchard, no,
1: Orchard Lake Orchard Lake I'm lost to De La Salle. They play CC this week. CC, that's who it is. Yes.
0: So that's the final one. So, and then the— um, Well, maybe I'm—well, yeah, because Orchard Lake's 0-2. Right. In the, in they're the Catholic, Catholic they're defending, Central. Yeah, they're yeah. defending yeah. champs. Yeah, yeah, interesting. And then the
1: other thing I want And
0: they're also in Division Three, and so is Brother Rice, and they're both in the same
1: district. Oh, that should be interesting. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing I wanted to mention is the quarterback play out of Livonia. Yeah. Yes. Gavin Brooks yeah. at Churchill is a uh, under the radar. Just gem. had an offer right there. Just came in.
2: Just just committed today, I believe, to Concordia. Okay. Oh, okay.
1: No, committed! Congratulations committed. to Gavin yeah. and yeah. him and his his baby bro Bailey uh, were making you know some pretty fine touchdown connections in that game against Franklin. I think they hooked up for two uh, big play touchdowns and well, was a shootout. Uh, and then over at Franklin, uh, Olasek Zach Olasek uh, is is more of a dual threat guy and uh, can kind of change the game in the in the blink of an eye. I think he's another baseball um, baseball kid that's playing quarterback and you know just uh, some really good football coming out of Livonia. We, we've seen it the last couple of years with uh, uh, the Calbert crew uh, going all the way to the to the state finals a couple of years back. So um, you know you love to see that. It's a great community and they love their football and. Um, I've I've just been a big fan of of Gavin Brooks since I saw him at the end of last year and I followed him in the offseason. He's looked really good these first couple weeks. Guys, the Michigan High School
0: Athletic Association is also a proud sponsor of the Extra Point podcast. In fact, all the Michigan podcasts we have here on the State Champs Network. And they have a number of $1,000 college scholarships that they are giving away to scholar athletes.
1: Listen up to find out more. Nearly 2,000 of the state's top student athletes will be recognized for excelling academically and in school activities through the MHSAA's Scholar-Athlete Award, underwritten by Farm Bureau Insurance. The applicants will be in the running for a total of 32 $1,000 college scholarships. Application materials are available exclusively online through the MHSAA website, a message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association promoting the value and values of educational athletics.
0: All right, thank you very much to the MHSAA, and we will continue on with the show. And this is the portion where we want to talk about the Mr. Football Award. And uh, interestingly enough, um, through the first several weeks, we have not had any changes in our uh, particular lineup for the Hungry Howers Mr. Football race in 2020. But I think this week uh, the consensus is that somebody's going to be moving in and uh, I don't mind. Can we roll call the candidates right now? Yes, I can roll call the candidates. I knew you were going to ask me that because I was just pulling it up. So here we go. Uh, roll call for Mr. Football 2020 right now. Brendan Sullivan, quarterback from Davis, and Donovan Edwards, running back from West Bloomfield. Zach Trainer, quarterback, Wall Lake Western. Andrew Anthony, wide receiver, East Lansing. Jace Williams, wide receiver, Grand Rapids Catholic Central. Tyson Davis, wide receiver, Goodrich. DJ Stepney. Uh, Running back and safety from Dakota. Christian Dureed from Belleville, who went bonkers. Another had six Uh, He has 13 (laughs) touchdowns over the last two weeks. Crazy. Dante Moore from uh, Martin Luther King, the quarterback. And Marion Rabowski, the quarterback at River Rouge. That is our 10. And, uh, you know, one player, and, and again, I don't mind breaking a little news out here today. It's it's not a problem if we go ahead and say that we're going to move somebody in. We're not going to say who we're going to move out because we haven't made that decision and we can still think about that. Uh, but we all believe that a certain younger, uh, I won't use the word diminutive as as Matthew has, has used in his uh, description of this young man, but uh, he is a smaller person and there is no... That's just who he is. He, but he plays outstanding football on both sides of the ball uh, and uh, has a state championship in his pocket because, now. Really,
1: because of him. Because
0: of him. <laughs> I mean, and we're talking about Brady Rose,
1: the fine athlete at Muskegon, Mona Shores. Just a tsunami of swagger. I mean, this kid is – you want to talk about it It factor? And I don't know where he's going to play at the college level, but, I mean, this is a kid that just you know, gets the job done. And, and uh, you know, the cream rises – and Brady Rose is is yeah. flying high, man. Yeah,
0: he definitely epitomizes the conversation of being uh, considered for Mr. Football. What you say, Matt?
2: Oh, yeah. he Well, and he's one of those kids that you get on a college campus. They're probably at the D2 level. He had a, an offer from Ferris, I know, a couple weeks ago. You get him on that and you put him in the slot or you put him at DB or you have him return kicks or all of the above. I mean, he's one of those kids that you just kind of – he's a winner. You get him on campus and then you figure it out. This is what he did in the 1st eight forty-one of the game on Friday. <laughs> Threw a 63-yard touchdown pass on the first, uh, Mona Shore's first play from scrimmage, scored on a 54-yard punt return, took a bubble screen 70 yards for a score, scored on a three-yard run, then intercepted a pass and ran it back 45 yards for a touchdown. <laughs> it's, like, yeah.
1: it's comical. They ran,
2: three, right, they ran three offensive plays, and he had four touchdowns. It's just and, that, and big play and big not, play touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. Like and, like, and he had a pick last week too, along
0: with uh, incredible numbers.
1: Prime time Scott, performer, yeah. man. So <laughs> it's like,
0: so so he's going in. Uh, we're, we're we're making that statement. Uh, you know, again, we're going to work out who's going to fall out. Uh, basically, just so you know, the way it works, if you're the leading vote getter, you cannot be removed for the competition. So even if we felt. That, uh, you know, maybe you just weren't playing up to uh, Mr. Football caliger, caliber, uh, you would not uh, be able to be yanked because you have the most votes. So with that said, right now, uh, Andrew Anthony, who would not be coming out of the competition anyway, uh, is yep. the leading vote getter. They,
1: they love him out there in East Lansing. And last, last year, didn't he win the vote last year?
0: He d- did very well. I don't remember what I thought, he, I thought he
1: I thought he won the the fan vote last
0: maybe, year. Maybe, Matt, you know that more than I do.
1: I, I think remember. he did. I think he yeah, had a score vote last year.
0: Yeah. Okay. That sounds about right. So, yeah. So they're coming. Um, that's great. All right. So, uh, Brendan Sullivan's, uh, you know, about 3,000 votes from him. So, uh, that's the lead that Andrew has now. So, uh, so we're going to see. We're going to have a shakeup. Uh, Brady Rose is saying, Congratulations, uh, young man. On our state champs anvil award, which is where we determine who is the top lineman uh, in the state. And, uh, um, Lineman or linebacker uh, is is how it plays out. Our roll call in that particular top ten, and we have not made a shakeup yet this season, Damon Payne from Belleville, Rocco Spindler from Clarkston, Giovanni Elhade from Sterling Heights-Stevenson, Rayshawn Benny from Oak Park, Garrett Dellinger from Clarkston, Raheem Anderson from Cass Tech, Jamari Budden from Belleville. Caleb Tiernan from Country Day, Raquan Buckley from Wyoming Godwin Heights, and Carson Briggs out of Trevor City Central. So uh, those are our groups uh, right now. And, uh, again, you know, you were talking about it earlier, the, the play of, of Spindler and, and Dellinger um, certainly uh, is
1: very notable. I mean, you, you got to, you know, for, for a four-year span – and these guys were major contributors as a freshman on a state championship team. They weren't oh, just yeah. yes. they weren't just kids that were getting a, a snap here or two. I mean, they were starting on the line and and playing major roles in that uh, in that in that state title run. Um, you know, I, I, I mentioned the word generational when I talked about Donovan Edwards, and I, I think you gotta apply it to these these two uh, just spectacular playmakers in the trenches uh, trenches when you're talking about. Rocco Spindler and Garrett Dellinger, and um, they just epitomize everything you want in a football player. Um, they are just, you know, full of heart and soul and technique and, and great footwork and great attitudes, and they're coachable, um, and, and they're leaders. You know, they they were the re- – <laughs> you know, Ethan Clark, uh, you know, kind of was the, the running back uh, – for, for Clark's, and we mentioned him earlier. He was, you know, the offensive playmaker that got them uh, over the hump in that twenty-one-seven, or sorry, when they were down twenty-one-seven, and they came back to win that game in overtime, 24-21. But you know, Clark's performance wouldn't have been possible if it wasn't for what Spindler and Dellinger were doing first on the defensive line to get the uh, to force the uh, the three and outs to get them the ball back for them to score those um, two touchdowns to, to tie it up and send it in overtime. But then. On the offensive line, they're clearing huge holes for Clark to run through. Yes. And they're just, like I said you know, a couple minutes ago, they're getting stronger as the game goes on. Yeah. And, uh, they, you know, that's a tribute to, to their, their conditioning and, and just their approach. Now, these guys are uh, just fierce, fierce competitors that lay it on the line every single game. And for kids that, frankly, don't need to play with the chip on their shoulder, because they are blue chippers every snap they're playing with a chip on their shoulder yeah i do want to credit uh also uh, i have not watched
0: belleville play this year but obviously two weeks in a row winning 69 nothing and uh, they did beat a good uh stevenson team uh in week one uh 29 26 so shout out to damon Payne. i'm sure what he's doing is uh is wreaking havoc uh, probably think, on both sides. of the I think ball.
1: Payne, you know, frankly, is is one of those guys who I mean, I'm going to make a comparison to a, a a cornerback. But like, you know, for a cornerback that doesn't get thrown to, so maybe or thrown at, who who might not have the interceptions or the tackles, but the fact that they're not thrown in that direction takes away a whole side of the field. So with Damon Payne, I mean, he's getting triple teamed yeah. every game. So I don't know what his stats are right now, but I know that his presence alone you know uh, accounts for us you know just the the focus that a, a, a opposing team has to put on him uh has such ripple effects yeah and he's a guy that might not be popping out in the stat sheet but is is so impactful well and obviously he's he's on the
0: offensive line side allowing do reed to simply do yeah. what he wants yeah. uh, helping in that effort and then obviously uh, on on the other side uh you know just they're, they're not giving up any yeah. points. Probably. I mean, that's just the way it is. And, and, a, yeah. very, very low. and he's, he's leaner a little bit than he was last year uh, from what's been reported. And, uh, you know, again, first Michigan uh, native to head to Tuscaloosa since Mark Ingram uh, to go play for And Alabama. we can, we can so, do a
1: whole show on this, yeah. but he, he really shouldn't be leaving the state right now. He should be going to Michigan. He wanted to go to Michigan. Right. And because of some politics behind the scenes, uh, Michigan stopped recruiting him. I mean, I just that, you know, ask yourself why that happened.
2: What say you, Matthew? Mind-boggling. Well, and you you mentioned Scott the two guys, guys that should that don't need a chip on their shoulder. I think Belleville is playing with that chip collectively, yeah. Yeah. playing yes. with that chip on their shoulder after week one because I don't think they were real happy with how they you know they ended up that first week and it was closer than they wanted it to be. Stevenson, good team. That's not you know anything against that, but yeah, they've just absolutely exploded the last two weeks and. You know, t- t- back to back, sixty nine to nothing uh, wins in-, in that span, and Christian Dureed has just exploded. Yeah, that's that's a team that all along. I mean, we've we've known that for the last four or five years. It's just stacked with talent. They just have to at the very end, get over that last little hump. And maybe it just takes, you know, an extra little bit of an edge, a chip on their shoulder to to get over that last hump and and to win a state title because they've been aiming for that in that direction for three years.
1: And that's where, you know, I think what will benefit them is, you know, Coach Crowell was – with the Cas tech program and an integral part of the mm-hmm. cast tech program when they did take that final step yep. and they went from that team that was oh just a really good team out of the psl right. that you know might make a a run or two in the playoffs but isn't going to win state championships isn't going to be considered one of the best teams in the midwest um, and then they took that jump with, with Crowell being a, an integral part of it, and now he's trying to duplicate that that same uh, that same trajectory with his new squad in Belleville. Some people call Cast Tech West. <laughs> this is true. <laughs>
0: this is what this is what some people say. Uh, all right, gentlemen. So we're at that point of the program before we uh, bid adieu to everyone. What are we looking forward to uh, this
1: upcoming weekend? I'm going to be at uh, – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep this, this uh, streak of, of me covering the Catholic League alive – or covering the Catholic League uh, for the next uh, – this will be my third week. So I'm going to go see Catholic Central and Orchard Lake St. Mary's. See a little Declan Bile and Sammy Dursa for, for CC. And, and shout-out to uh, Mo Jafar, who had that, um, that big, big touchdown run to win the game against De La Salle. You know they're just you know they're a team again that's just kind of uh, next man up and you know different guys every week stepping up to the task and they're three and zero. You know they didn't make the playoffs last year, so uh, a rare playoff miss by Catholic Central and and they're really making amends with the way they've been playing this year. And uh, I, I'm not going to be there, but I'm excited to see Stony Creek and Adams go at it. We will be covering that on state <laughs> yeah.
0: champs. We'll be covering that game. So yes, that will be a good
1: one. And then Clarkson and Lake Orion.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Those will be some uh, some big ones uh, for the weekend. Me personally, I will be uh, heading to Novi on Friday night for the Howell Novi get together. So that will be uh, an interesting uh, matchup. I know that uh, Novi was supposed to had a forfeit, you know, first week Uh uh, against Brighton. They just lost by three to Canyon. and uh, just beat, beat. Plymouth yep. by two, yep. Yep. so that w- that will yep. be interesting uh, in uh, in the K L A A. How that one uh, turns out. Howell is uh, one two in a row after falling to Plymouth uh-huh. uh, in week one, so that will be uh, an interesting one. Uh, what are you looking forward to, uh, Matt?
2: Well, kind of another intersectional game. Uh, Dewitt has just been pounding people this season. Beat Oklahoma fifty-six baby. to nothing last week. Yeah, and they they've given up forty-one points on the season. They play at De La Salle next week, and unfortunately, I with Dewitt, we almost kind of want are looking on the schedule. Like, oh, when are they going to play East Lansing? Well, that was scheduled for Week Three, so they won't meet that big test in in their own. Division, unfortunately, this season because that would be a great one. But it'd be interesting to see that 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 game against De La Salle because I think De La Salle is is still kind of it, it's not fallen very far from where it was the last you know before last year's mess. They could easily you be know, the, all- the chip years. Yeah, they could be. They've been in every single game, and it'll be interesting uh, an interesting test for Dewitt. You know, to, to go up against them. It, Wald Lake Western, South Lion, and the LVC. I saw Wald Lake Western against Kettering last week, and it's still kind of a team. You know, they, they've been a high-scoring, you know, quick-strike offense, but it's kind of almost in a little bit of a rebuilding mode where they've got to bring in some new guys, new coach, all that kind of stuff. And they just feel like they haven't meshed yet. And those two teams have been right at the top of the Lakes Valley for the last, you know, two, three years, and that, that'll be an interesting one. Yeah.
1: It's unfortunate in one way because Wild Lake Western, like I, I this reminds me a little bit of what happened two years ago, uh, with the first year of Alex Greeno, where they had all that talent and it just seemed like it, it took a while for them to all come together. Then last year they were like gangbusters and, and as dialed in and as uh, uh, you know, cohesive as possible, and then you kind of have to go back a couple steps to go forward with with Weisskopf. Even though you know Coach Weisskopf has been in the program for a long time, it's still different when when you're taking the reins and you're replacing some kids from graduation. So, and I just it would have been interesting to see if Greeno was still there, um, and he went off to go coach at the at the uh, in the GLIAC. Um It just would have been interesting to see if we, if they would still be having some of these growing pains, if you will. Uh, just you know. That's just an interesting you know, yep. side
2: yep. story. Weirdly yeah. enough, he was there on Friday. He was actually there recruiting for Michigan Tech. He was there in his in his gold and uh, black gear. You know, I had, had to say hi to everybody, give everybody high fives. But yeah, you're you're exactly right. In
0: the Mac Red, you'll have Chip Valley hosting Gross Point South. That could be interesting. South is right. coming off a loss to
1: Dakota, but it was. Uh, and I believe Will Johnson just got his fifth star. He's a right now considered oh, a five star prospect. Five star, oh. the wide receiver cornerback from Gross Point South. Um, his dad, Deion Johnson, played at Michigan for Bo, mm-hmm. I believe, and uh, just a, a, a just raw power and explosiveness on both sides of the ball, and and just uh, lightning in a bottle, exciting to watch. And even though they lost last week, um, he had a nice touchdown.
0: So interesting. So, yeah, those are just a few of the games uh, coming up that uh, we'll be covering uh, here on State Champs Michigan. And, uh, and also, uh, again, you know, there's a ton of games being streamed now. So if there's something you want to check out, uh, even if you happen happy to be out on Friday night, you can come back. And there's lots of high school
1: football uh, to watch. You know what was interesting? <laughs> and, and, it, and it speaks to the times that we're living in. So the West Bloomfield clarkston game is being streamed you know, uh, by Fox Sports. It's on the TV. So oh, it was on television? It was an actual oh, okay. g- yeah, game. Yeah. So uh, across the state, everyone's yeah. watching it. Yeah. And, the, and the MHSSA is watching it, and they're noticing that not all the kids have masks on. They actually called Clarkston in the middle of the game and was like, hey, tell everyone to put their masks on. And they announced, uh, the PA, PA announcer says, the MHSA has just called <laughs> oh, us yes. and told us we're not wearing enough masks. So well, that's hey yeah, you know,
0: be smart. Yep. mask up, people. We want to keep this thing going. Last thing we want is to have this thing uh, fall off the rails here and have
1: nothing to show for it, like we did this winter. And the last thing I'll say, uh, we're talking about Dewitt de la Salle. Look for Ty Holtz to possibly play his way into Mr. Football in the next couple weeks.
0: Yeah, and you know, that's a great point because we certainly want to hear from you guys, whether it's Mr. Football or the AML Award presented by Hungry Howies. We want to get your nominees uh, because, again, we can't keep our eye on everybody, and uh, there are people who slip through the cracks. This is open to any class. You do not have to be a senior. So uh, certainly, uh, if you go to the contact page at statechampsnetwork.com, if you click on the Contact Us link, uh, it will send us a, an email. I think it's contact us at I think is where it is. But uh, you can do that. And uh, we want to hear from you. And uh, we really want to thank Lawrence Technological University and, of course, thank Hungry Howies and the MHSAA who are keeping, it, keeping them honest out there. Uh, wear your masks. And uh, this has been another edition of State Champs Extra Point. And uh, we'll have a lot to talk about next week. So please join us. We'll see you then.